Welcome to the Antioch Austin podcast. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message encourages you. For more information about Antioch Austin, please check our website at AntiochATX.com. It's a privilege to be back with you. How many of you were here last night? Let me just see from here. Was God not in our midst last night? Praise God, yeah. And then afterward, I got to hang out with Pastor JD. He gonna, he gonna call a brother out. Of course, the black guy comes and eats fried chicken. Okay, go call me out in front of the back. No, it's all good. No, it was so good. It was good, it was good chicken. I, I'm not gonna lie, we love some chicken. All right, um, well, I'm gonna dive right in. We've, we started last night um, talking about the frequency of freedom. We talked about the sound of the deliverance. My subtitle, I've got like 10 subtitles to my messages, okay? But my subtitle was the DNA of deliverance and the dunamis of demonstration. Dunamis means power, Holy Spirit power. And how many of you know that Antioch in the Bible, right? What happened to Antioch? It became the church. The power of God is poured out and the the people from Antioch are sent to be his witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a witness this morning. All right, now this is interactive for those of you who were not here last night. I'm going to talk to you. You're going to talk to me, okay? Amen. And we're going to talk to God together. So put your hands together and give God a clap of praise. Now, now my congregation back home, they know that when I ask for a call to praise, see, Hallel Yulia, Hallel Yulia. Hallel u Yah, Hallel to Jah, to Yah, to, ha, to uh, Jehovah, to God. Hallel means praise to God. So in the Hebrew tradition, you had a praise leader and then you had Israel and they would stand and the praise leader would say praise to God. He would command, he would command you to praise and the whole assembly would respond Okay, he just said, praise God. It wasn't like, hey, if you, have an, if, if you feel like it, you know, if you, have, if, if you just kind of feel comfortable, maybe raise your hands or, or, or clap your hands. No, he said, hallel to Yah, hallelujah, and the whole place would explode and erupt in a praise. So I want to practice that this morning. Hallelujah! Okay, sit down, sit down. That was good, that was good, but only like three people heard what I said. When I say hallelujah, I want every person to, to stand up and release an explosive praise to God. Hallelujah! Jesus, you are worthy this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. See, we don't understand the power in our praise. Something shifts in the spiritual atmosphere and in the natural when we praise. There is a frequency and a sound that God is after at Antioch, Austin. He wants you not just to to, to be evangelistic and make disciples. That's great. But he wants this place to be a place where a drug addict can walk in to a Sunday service or a Wednesday service or Tuesday or whatever you meet. And no disease known to man can stand in the presence of God. You see, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is 
And so when you open your mouth and you begin to declare that freedom, God begins to manifest who he says and what you said he is. You see, God doesn't place his name on something and not deliver on his name. He doesn't do it because you're anointed or not anointed. He does it because he says, I am the Lord of Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim freedom to the captive. And this is what he says, for the jealousy of my name, I will do it. So if you proclaim him as healer, he heals. If you proclaim him as deliverer, he delivers. If you proclaim him as savior, he saves. If you uh, proclaim him in song as miracle worker, guess what he does? He works miracles. So God sent me here as a messenger this morning to raise up the frequency of your faith. Is that all right this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Y'all got y'all to pay attention anytime you hear it. That's a command to praise. Amen? All right. Well, last night we, we landed at a place where I felt just the increase of the presence of God. I felt him begin to manifest in a tangible way in our midst. And we've grown so accustomed to a gospel that is not attended with power that we don't even expect an encounter with God when we go to church. We expect to take some good notes and hear a good sermon and walk away. Dude, that guy's a great speaker. Do you know the worst compliment you can give to a pastor who has just poured out his heart up here? Hey, man, that was a, that was a very nice message. No, A.W. Tozer said it like this. He says, true religion confronts the earth with heaven and brings eternity to bear upon time. So my job is not for you just to walk away with a little bit more understanding of Jesus. My job is to be a conduit and a vessel for heaven to break in on our midst right now. So let me get to my sermon or else I'm going to stay in the intro the whole sermon. I am going to say this because I don't want to forget. I had a, a, a dream right before I came here that I saw someone with a traumatic skin injury. This is just a dream. It could be a reality here, but if I'm, I'm not obedient if I don't share. But I had a dream that there was someone here with a traumatic skin injury, second or third degree burns to the face, arms, or hands, and hands, and that the Lord actually wanted to give you new skin and release a supernatural healing. This is what was in the dream. Is there anybody in here that this applies to or maybe a family member? Anybody? Okay. I don't see any hands raised. Praise God. If that happens, just know that God wants to release healing. Amen? Amen. The other thing I saw was glaucoma or blindness in the left eye. Anybody dealing with that? Glaucoma. You have a, a, a glaucoma condition in your eyes. Over where? Okay, would you just stand up, please? Another one was healing in your hearing. You're dealing with hearing loss in a significant way. Would you stand up? I'm just going to call this out. Another one was kidney failure, and I specifically saw aunt or uncle. Maybe you are an or in Texas you might say ain't. You're an aunt uh, or an uncle. Um, and I put on the notes 30-day fast. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but um, kidney condition, a kidney issue. Just stand up if that's you. And then the final one is, and this is a really 
intense one, but leukemia, either you had it as a child or you currently have a child that's dealing with it or you're connected to somebody um, that had, that's dealing or fighting a battle with child leukemia. Could you raise your hand if, if you stand up, if that's you? Is that anybody? Okay. Praise God. Um, just stretch out your hand if you're near one of these people. Would you just stretch out your hand to them? And then I'll get fully into this message. Father, we thank you for the glory of your son, Jesus. We thank you for the finished work of the cross. Isaiah 53 reality that every condition, everything that's out of alignment with healing, God, every condition that's due to the fall of man and the rage of Satan, God, you have disarmed the powers and principalities. You have, you have made a public spectacle of every power of oppression. And so, Father, right now, we command healing in every single person standing, every situation known and unknown, spoken and unspoken. God, we ask right now that you would loose divine healing and raise up the testimony of Jesus in their bodies, God. We're asking right now in this place at Antioch, God, that you would loose supernatural healing and restoration, God. Father, right now we ask for the manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask for a creative miracle, God. We ask for restoration on this morning, Lord, a morning that changes everything. We thank you, Holy Ghost, for doing what only you can do. The God who was there at the very beginning creating. God, we ask that you would loose the creative hand of God to restore in Jesus' name. We thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise the Lamb of God. What do you see? What do you see? This is, this is the first question that all the prophets of old were asked to begin their ministry. God always, before he raises you up as a messenger and releases the witness of heaven on your life, he asks the question, what do you see? God is deeply concerned with our ability to see rightly. It's amazing when we look at Ezekiel chapter 1, we see God take a man and raise him up as a prophet in the nations. And in Ezekiel 1, it says this, in the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month. How many of you know this is not ambiguous? God actually plans dates and days of encounter. God actually put it in the heart of, of Pastor J.D. and the rest of the team that last night and this morning would be called a night in a time of revival because God being exacting in his measurements says, no, there's a specific epoch or epoch, a, a specific season and time that I want to encounter you in a, in a certain and in a unique way to accomplish something in you that will set you up for what I have for you for the rest of your life. And so he says, Ezekiel says, in the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, as I was among the exiles by the Kabar Canal, by the river Kabar, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Somebody say the heavens were open. And I saw visions of God. 
Now, I could actually close this and just preach off that for the rest of our time this morning. Another translation says, I was by the river of Kabar, and the hand of God came on me, and I was in the visions of God. I'm here to tell you this morning that the visions of God is a place. And it's a real place. And it didn't just close up after Jesus died. There is a place in God called the visions of God. Ezekiel goes on to say, then there came a voice from above the vault over their heads. Now, this is this is uh, later in Ezekiel chapter one, verse twenty five. He says there came a voice from above the vault over their heads as they stood with lowered wings. He was describing these living creatures that he saw. And he says above the vault over their heads was what looked like a throne of lapis lazuli and high above on the throne was a figure like that of a man. Now, when you have encounter with God, when you have real encounter and visions with God, it's so otherworldly, it's so higher than what we can experience or have experienced in our human language that we don't have language for it. See, so, so many times we get so familiar with God that we have no idea who we're dealing with. He's totally other than. He's totally other than. I'm not talking about somebody you saw at the grocery store yesterday. We're talking about God. How many of you know, like my brother is a very anointed and talented worship leader, but I grew up in the house listening to him sing all the time. So some people hear him sing, they go, oh my gosh, he's so anointed, he can sing. And I'm just like, yeah, he's all right, you know. You know what I'm saying? How many of you know about when the, familiar, the familiarity of somebody or something? It's just like your wife, uh, my wife was like so beautiful when I met her. She still is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, but like after a while, you forget. You know, you wake up, you smell the stinky breath. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the familiarity, the closeness. Like, you, you, it's just normal. And then suddenly she steps out when we go on, like, a really special date in, like, a really nice dress or something. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she is stunning. Or suddenly my brother, I see him in a stadium leading worship, and I see how God is using him to take people into this realm of encounter with God. And I go, oh, yeah, I guess he's a little bit better than all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the familiarity, that's what we do with Jesus. We just talk about, oh, yeah, you know, Jesus is my homeboy. Jesus is my this, my but. Now, it's good that we have intimacy and we have relationship and he's approachable. But this is the man who's surrounded by four living creatures and 24 elders and a sea of glass. An emerald rainbow surrounds his throne. Do you know who we're dealing with? And so Ezekiel says this. He has to use, like, metaphorical imagery uh, in describing his vision. He goes, well, I saw a man. It looked like a throne of lapis lazuli. High above the throne was a figure like that of a man. It wasn't a man. It, I don't know that it was a man, but the best language that I can use is that it was like a man. I saw that from what appeared to be his waist, he looked like glowing metal. As if full of fire and, and that from there down, he looked like fire and brilliant light surrounded him. Like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day. He, he's trying to use language we can connect with. Imagine a cloudy day, a dark cloud in a rainbow. That's, that's kind of what it looked like. And he says, so was the radiance around him. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. 
And when I saw it, I fell face down and I heard the voice of one speaking. You see, true encounter with God puts you on your face. I've met with prophetic people and charismatic people, whatever. They're like, yeah, I saw visions of God. I saw God. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Because you're not broken enough. When you actually see God, it shifts everything. You become undone. My wife called me yesterday and she was weeping the whole time because she says, I had a dream. And she began to share with me the contents of her dream. And my wife's been going through a really challenging time with some physical ailments and different things. And she's going, where is God? What's happening, God? I need healing. I need your help or whatever. And she, she has this dream. And I won't go through all the contents of it. But basically, this man in a hallway passes by her. And they, they walk past each other. And all of a sudden, she was in love. And she goes, oh, this is wrong. I'm married. I shouldn't be in love with this guy. That's not my husband. But he turns around and he picks her up and he says, I'm going to carry you down the hallway because she's she's not been able to walk very well because of this condition that she's been going through. And he picked her up and he walked her all the way down the hall and she was filled with peace. And she says, Jonathan, I don't know. I don't know. I think she says, Every time I think about the dream, all I can do is cry. You have to understand, I'm the crier in our relationship. I'll probably start crying momentarily. Not my wife. She's not that. She, she's, she's the rock. She's solid. But she's describing this dream to be, and she can't get the words out because, because of this, the intensity of this dream. And every time she even thinks about it, she falls. Like, she, she falls apart. It does something on the inside. And I knew. I said, honey, that man in the dream was not your uh, adulterous heart. <laughs> no, that man in the dream was Jesus. You had an encounter with Jesus. And it's changing you right now. Isaiah saw Jesus. In the year that King Uzziah died in Isaiah 6, he says, I saw the Lord. Somebody say, I saw the Lord. Lord. High and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train train of his robe filled the temple he saw the seraphim and the cherub, the seraphim and the cherubim, and then he heard them calling out, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord! The whole earth is full of His glory." The prerequisite to hearing His voice is seeing Him. In Revelation four, John says this: "After this, I looked, and behold, somebody say, behold, a door was standing open in heaven." And I heard a voice speaking to me like a trumpet that said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit. There it is in the spirit, in the visions of God. And behold, there was a throne in heaven with one seated on the throne. He goes on to describe what he saw and how radically it changed him. I'm here to tell you that God wants to raise up messengers out of Antioch Church, Austin, that don't just have head knowledge of the man who's sitting on the throne. You become you move from being a believer where by faith you got saved by grace through faith. It was faith that got you into the doorway. But God says, I want to take you up into the throne room. 
See, some of you are content with being in the house of God, but God says, no, I have, I have, I have a throne room and I'm inviting you in. And he wants to move you from being a believer to a witness. See, there's a difference between a believer. Well, I believe that God is good. I believe that God is a healer. I believe that blah, 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 blah. But I moved from belief to becoming a witness once I saw it. Do you hear me this morning? See, so, see, <laughs> uh, 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 an eyewitness, they don't call it I believe news, right? On channel four, I, be, I believe news tonight. No, 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 no. It, it, it's, it, if you just heard about it through the grapevine, you're just a, you're, you're on the outskirts. But it's eyewitness, so they interview somebody. Well, the car accident, yeah, what ha happened was I saw a trailer going down the road, and you saw a trailer going down the road. Yeah, I ain't never seen a trailer go down the road, but it was going down the road because the wind was blowing it. No, so the, 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 the no, y'all didn't laugh. That was an opportunity to laugh. Sorry. But see, what happened was the reporter finds someone who has witnessed the event. Do you understand what I'm saying? And they give testimony of what they have seen and what they have heard. And so, so John says this, uh, 1 John 1 says this. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and we testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. Verse three, he says this. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. He says, when I was among you, I didn't just give you fairy tales and fables of what my mom and him said about God, of what of what uh, we heard uh, other people talking about Jesus. We were among you and we proclaim to you what we have seen, what we have heard, what we have touched and felt with our own hands. We are not just believers. This is not make believe. We are witnesses. I'm here to tell you that I believe God wants to open a realm of encounter over this congregation, over your home and over your life. He wants to open up a realm of encounter like you never even knew existed. And, you, and he wants this church to level up. You already have an evangelistic heart. That's the heart of God. But God say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. If you will receive it, there's a realm of visitation for JD. There's a realm of visitation for Chris and your, and your family. There's a realm of encounter that will ever transform the way you live your life and do ministry in this place. First Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen race. You're not human anymore. You're not just Hispanic, born in the race of men. You're not just an African-American or an Asian. You're not just Caucasian. No, he says, no, you're, you're a part of a, a whole race of people that consist of every tribe and every tongue and every nation. One human race. And this is what he says. He says, and you're a holy priesthood. 
That means you offer up spiritual sacrifices to God as a community of priests. And the priests spend their time in the presence of God. The Lord wants me to to, to invite you this morning into a higher level of intimacy with Jesus. There is a place of abiding consecration, abiding in fellowshipping with God in your prayer life where a prayer meeting is not a meeting, but it's a culture. Where you host the presence of God. And then it says you're a holy nation. Anytime you see nation in the Bible, it's, it's ethnos. You are a holy people group. A people for his own possession. Somebody say, I belong to the Lord. But it goes on to say this in 1 Peter 2.9. The reason why it says, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light so that you may proclaim the excellencies. Now that's a whole nother hour worth at least if I was to start to get into the excellencies of Christ, the attributes of who he is, the one who's the image of the invisible God, the one who by himself created all things that are that are in heaven and all things that are on earth, all things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or powers, the one who is before all things and in him he is reconciling all things to himself. Oh, don't let me begin to tell you about the Jesus that Isaiah saw uh, in in chapter 9 where he says uh, unto us a child will be born and the government will be upon his shoulders and of the increase of his peace there shall be no end. Oh, let me tell you about the one that Isaiah saw as well in Isaiah 42 that said behold my servant upon whom I have placed my spirit and he will bring justice to the nations or Isaiah 53 where he's called the man of sorrows who's intimately acquainted with us or the one in Isaiah 60 who it says is going to rule from Zion and all the nations will bring the wealth the Gentile nations will bring their wealth into Israel and will serve him and worship him oh let me tell you about the Jesus of Revelation 19 that says he is faithful in true that he rides on a white horse he has a tattoo on his thigh with a name that only he knows but he also has a white robe that's red on the bottom and it's the blood of nations it's where he's trampled the winepress of the nations and he's judged kings that have waged war on him and on his people do you know this man have you become a witness of this jesus I've had three encounters in my life where the heavens opened and it changed everything. The first one was when I was 14. The second one was when I was 21. And the third one was when I was 30 years old. Now, I wish I had time to tell you the details of these encounters, but I'm here to tell you that when God, when Isaiah saw Jesus on the throne, It says he saw himself in light of the beauty of the glory of Jesus. And then he said, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. Purge me with hyssop. And God cleansed him. And then he says, Lord, who will go? Or he hears, who will go? And he says, here I am, Lord, send me. The prerequisite to an apostolic sending, to a prophetic release from God, where you become a witness and you proclaim, and then God demonstrates what you proclaim. The prerequisite is seeing Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning? I believe 
For some of you, you may have never heard a message like this. You're like, man, this is kind of wild. This is kind of strange. But I'm here to tell you, if God doesn't bear witness on what I'm saying, then you can call me a false prophet and tell Pastor J.D. never to invite me back to this church. I'm here to tell you, God is going to release dreams and visions for those who are hungry in this room. For those of you who will receive the invitation, God is going to, you're going to, Enter into a place in a season of encounter and grace like you've never known before in the place of prayer and worship. Where God begins to visit you even in the night with dreams and visions, miracles, signs and wonders. I'm here to tell you it's happening. The question is, will you say yes? Will you respond to it? And it's not about like the signs and wonders. I'm talking about real encounter with God increases your revelation of Jesus and and your revelation of his love so that you can proclaim the excellencies of him to a dying generation. And this morning, I believe, I believe that this great high priest that we have is making a way for us to enter in to the deeper waters in him. Father, we love you. We praise you. And I'm asking God right now, I'm asking that you would release a supernatural grace to tarry in your presence on this house. Father, I'm praying that the prayer meetings in this place would explode with your presence, Lord. I'm asking for a frequency of deliverance to begin to to, to underscore Or maybe overpower the tone of the prayer culture in this church. Father, I pray right now, Lord, as an ambassador in your kingdom, would you establish the tabernacle of David in this house? Father, I'm asking for a divine anointing on the singers and the musicians and even the creatives. If you're creative in this house, spoken word artist, a painter, a writer, even an entrepreneur, If you consider, here's the thing, all of us are creative because we're created in the image of God. But I actually believe that God wants to loose a supernatural grace of creativity on this house even today. If you're creative, if if you're an entrepreneur, whatever it may be, would you just raise both of your hands all over this room? Father, we reach for everything that you have in your house. Don't be satisfied with just being in the house. God says, in my house, there are many mansions. There are actually uh, 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 many rooms. There are hidden storehouses. And God wants to invite you into the secret treasures of his house. Father, I'm asking now, would you unlock beauty? Would you unlock blueprints and scrolls? God, would you unlock the mind of Christ, the creativity of heaven? Lord, on every person in this room, every person with hands raised. That, that can be everybody. Uh, it doesn't matter. If you want more of God, raise your hands and just receive God. Holy Spirit, we want you now. I ask Holy Spirit, be released in our midst in a greater way. We want all of you. Lord, I'm asking for the reality of intimacy with heaven. God, would you cause heaven to crash in on our prayer life? Would you open up your word to us like never before? We want to be astounded by you again, God. Would you cause your word to come alive in us, God? Even when no one else is around, Lord, we're asking. 
pierce us with your glory, God. The Holy Spirit is here. He's increasing. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. Be fully released. We release the ministry of the Holy Spirit right now. Father, we thank you for Jacob, like Jacob at Bethel, God, that you would cause angels to ascend and descend over our homes, over our schools, over our jobs, over our businesses, over our neighborhoods. God, we're asking for the reality of Emmanuel, God, with us. Here's what we're going to do in the last two minutes that we have or whatever we have. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to begin in this posture of worship to create an altar. Listen, you might say, well, I can't sing. Let me tell you that the worst note you can hit on earth is a sweet smelling fragrance to God before the throne. And maybe you just got saved last night or maybe you're not even saved yet. Or maybe you've known God for years and you have tons of language. But whatever it is, whatever ounce of understanding you have about who he is, Maybe it's just that you're good. God, you're good. I want you to speak back to him right now what you know of him. Just out of your mouth, where you are, just begin to talk to God. We're releasing a sound that literally shifts the atmosphere of our lives and the atmosphere of this church. You can sing it. If you're a rapper, you can rap it. I don't care. Just give God a sacrifice of praise right now. And I'm telling you, God, the Holy Spirit, will receive the offering. We're bringing the offering of praise. We praise you, Lord Jesus, in this house. God, we step out of ourselves. Maybe you need a miracle right now. Whatever it is you need, turn it into a petition of praise. God, I praise you for my healing right now. I praise you, God, for deliverance right now. I praise you. You are worthy. I thank you for your love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We just want to thank you this morning. We thank you, God. We give you a sacrifice of praise today. God, we ask for a shift and a change in our homes, Lord. We pray, God, on this morning, November 3rd, let everything change, God, after this morning. Father, we thank you for releasing supernatural change. Every situation, every place. Father, I thank you for the manifestation of divine healing. Even now, God is healing diseases. He's healing issues in your body. He's healing issues. And if there's a place or situation where you need a miracle, God sends forth his word. Even it rides on on the wavelength, on the frequency of our praise. So I want you to get someone or something in mind where you need to see the goodness of God. You need to see the testimony of God raised up and established in that situation. And as we begin to sing this last song, I want you to sing this song like a prayer. And I actually believe, I want you to pay attention to your body. If you need a miracle of healing in your body, I want you to pay attention. You might feel heat where you've had hurt. Maybe it's your heart or your mind. Maybe there's someone with a a problem in their right knee and you've had lower right uh, pain in the right back side of your your back right here. I want you to pay attention to the heat of heaven. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is moving on you to restore right now. In Jesus' name, everything you need. 
So as you sing this song, sing it with faith that God will demonstrate and he will he will manifest who we have declared him to be this morning. Amen. Hallelujah.